It's time once again for the Real Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Ryan Bowman, filling in for Nathan Sinclair. But with me, as always, is the man who truly steers this ship. He's the one and only Joel Sorensen. How you doing, Joel? I'm doing pretty good, man. I just got back from uh, Canada. I took a little oh, break, yes. and uh, it was fun. I, I got to see a lot of awesome things, and I know we have a lot of fans out there in Canada. Big wrestling uh, country so um we have fans throughout the world we i see them keep popping up in places and uh, it's pretty cool to see but when you go out and you step outside of your own territory and you get to see the views and nature of other countries it's an awesome experience so it was a nice little break to to get out of uh step out of reality as they say and just kind of take a break and, and enjoy what life has to offer so but i'm back and i'm not stopping anytime and soon and you and you were visiting vancouver eh? vancouver yeah yeah that's a hey. real nice part of the world because it's very still pretty but it, it's like la but it's not as dirty yeah. they do <laughs> um, have a, a area that uh was kind of close to where i stayed and there was a street called east hastings and it's a a well-known street for not being um well <laughs> they say well, stay away from it i've joked with some of the guys the only place i've ever been in uh canada is windsor um which is known for uh crime and strip clubs so uh ontario is a little different part than the western you know the pacific northwest area i joke with some of the guys though like i said there's so many well scott demore's from windsor i believe or he had his company up there and and now he said yeah that's all i ever heard about windsor was great strip clubs up there and <laughs> I ended up up there with some wrestlers, and lo and behold, yes, there are some pretty good strip clubs, or there were at least 15, 20 years ago. So, um, but so that's my that's my Canadian. I'm, I would imagine your uh, Canadian experience was a lot prettier than mine was. Well, I mean, I got to go see mountains. So, uh, if you want to see different types of mountains, go to Windsor. I mean, there were definitely <laughs> some peaks, you know, in yeah. Ontario, but a little bit different kind so but uh but hey man you had a great week while you were up there frolicking around in in god's country up in canada i was down here you know covering two drafts and two different sports at the same time man i was like i was telling the guys and you know we were talking about well you were kind of in and out of, of our little chat because you were you know obviously having fun trying to have fun up there <laughs> and um and you know i was telling them i i said things are you know as everyone are those that listen to the show may know because I'm on and off of here every now and then. I also cover the NFL and Major League Baseball and just about everything else now in the world of pro sports outside of my duties at Real Wrestling. So having the NFL draft at the same time as the WWE draft and Friday night covering the second round of the NFL plus what was going on. I, I At one point, I really thought you know I was going to write. I was going to type that Becky Lynch was a junior defensive back from Georgia Tech and, you know, <laughs> And that LA and that LA Knight would make a nice fit for the quarterback of you know the the LA Rams or something you know it's just 
it, it was just like everything started running together. But you know what? It was worth it because I had a blast watching and covering both, and, and especially the draft. And I know we're going to talk about that. We should probably get into yeah. topics since we now that we've ran through our week and caught up. I know that you've got a whole lot of stuff for us this week, and a lot of it surrounds the WWE draft. Yes, um, we will get to the draft for sure. Um, I'm going to start out on a somber note. We uh, didn't necessarily lose somebody in the wrestling community, but somebody who is heavily involved in wrestling, probably a wrestling fan himself, definitely made some wrestling appearances. Uh, We lost Jerry Springer and um, Vince Russo uh, made a comment about that. um, He said that Jerry Springer was a huge influence on the Attitude Era. And if you've ever seen an episode of Jerry Springer, you can instantly connect the two how there was you know brawls and stuff like that that were very similar to what you saw in the jerry springer show so our condolences go out to uh his family and uh jerry made a big impact in the world throughout wrestling and and throughout um pretty much entertainment television so whenever we lose somebody that's a huge influence on entertainment we like to mention them here so our hearts also- go off to you also gave some wrestlers some work. He employed some guys to come on the show and, and take yeah. some bumps here and there. You know, they they some of the show was real, but quite a bit of it was scripted. And they would they would hire wrestlers to take. I mean, I had a couple of friends that appeared on the show in 1999 that came on there that, you know, they basically paid them because, hey, wrestlers know how to make a fight look good. And, yeah. and they did, you know. So, you know, I mean, hey, it, it is it was what it was for the times. Um, I got to be honest, you know, everybody that that you know, talks down about Jerry Springer or his show, I guarantee have at least watched a handful of episodes of it before. Oh yeah. Cause it was, yeah. it, you couldn't look away. You couldn't Either look away. episodes or you see the clips online and, and it's very hard to scroll past cause it's just entertaining. So, um, we had a have different time. It yeah, was a different was. time. A lot of the stuff you couldn't get away with today. So absolutely. Um, we did have an interesting thing happen in Impact. Actually, a few interesting things happened. Um, the biggest thing that I can think of right now going on in Impact, Trinity Fought 2 is now in Impact. I did not see that coming from a mile away. Um, and they've already announced that she's going to have her first match. It looks like to be against the Knockout World's champion, Kylan King. So... Um, no, tag team champion, my bad. Uh, Deanna Perrazzo is their champion. But the but that's still a huge match. You have one of your champions going up against somebody that just came into the company, but that's just how big her name is. So that should be an interesting uh, match there, and it, it's set to, uh, to air on May 18th. What do you think about that one? My... Actually, had gotten kind of an inkling from a friend of mine who covers wrestling that he he had thought it was going to be um, Naomi. Um, uh, she, uh, you know, I mean that's a that's a tremendous get. She, not only is she a great character, but she's a just a fantastic athlete. She's still young. Yeah, she's she's got a lot of in my mind. She's one of several that has yes made it to the big time, but still has so much that you you think is left you know there's still something you think that we haven't seen yet from her maybe impact is her chance to do it all i know is it makes that knockouts division which is already very impressive you know just that much stronger i i I mean they they just even though they've had some turnover they just keep you know restocking the shelves that that is really 
for those who who are really really fans of just really great wrestling um check out the impact knockouts division because those ladies deliver you know nine times out of ten yeah absolutely and i think uh what we witnessed is a big fish from a big pond going to a big fish into a small pond and usually when that happens you see a major star break out so um i think she's going to do very well in impact and i think she's going to help boost the knockouts division even more as you said i mean you can see her power i started positive talking about her and look at how it's, it's glowing through my skylight now suddenly yeah. there, there's a glow so you know i mean she's already making things happen yeah <laughs> I mean, literally, like, as we were talking, I looked up and I was like, where does that light coming from? So Is that Naomi up there? Yeah. <laughs> She's just got a spotlight on you. Yeah. Um, so uh, it happened a couple weeks ago, but I wasn't here last week. Um, Steve Macklin and Deanna Perrazzo are your new main champions in Impact. And, of course, Steve Macklin said that's an awesome thing. Um I, I, you've, you've seen it throughout the years. There will be times where you do have married couples as champions. It doesn't happen that often. So for it to the stars to align when you got a husband and a wife as your main champions in a, in a promotion, that's an, that really is an awesome thing. And, and honestly, I think both of these wrestlers are, are big star caliber. I mean, Steve Macklin might not be the, better than who we had um josh alexander but i think if you're going to have an interim champion so to speak or maybe even they're going to keep continue to push him i think this this is a good fit for them right now i think he's going to make that title um oh, he's going to he's going to put his shine on it and as well as uh diana perrazzo i mean she is a huge star in any promotion she's ever been in and and i feel like this is the right promotion for her she's just going to shine so so big and um now that we have naomi or trinity fatu i i can only imagine those matches trinity and uh um diana those are going to be some great matches and i'd like to see what steve continues to do the only time i can well i mean johnny and taya were both champions in impact at the same time johnny uh, um johnny impact and his wife And, and um actually that was when i think we were down there that was around the homecoming time, and then that didn't last very long, and I really thought they were going to run with those two as kind of the face of each division for a long time, and, and I don't know what happened there. But, you know, I, I, I was pulling, you know, for my guy, Trey Miguel, to maybe make the jump to to be the world champion. But, you know, I, I like Steve Macklin, and, if yeah. you know, you said, well, it's maybe not like what we had before. Well, there aren't many as good as what we had before. I mean, you and I, we've all sung the praises of Josh Alexander. You know I mean? He's just one of the very best in the business. But if you're going to have to replace a guy like that, I think they did a pretty good job by picking Steve Macklin to be the person to, to fill that role. And it's going to be interesting when Josh gets back, if Macklin goes on this long run and Josh comes back and says, Hey man, look, dude, I never lost the belt. So, uh, I'm first in line. Right. I he's he's got to be first in line when he comes back. Absolutely. No, I mean, there's no other way around it. And if if the company doesn't play that up either, you know, they'd be foolish. And I'm sure Scott Demore's already got it in his mind that you know when I get you know all the people that are behind the scenes that are in creative are already thinking. You know, I'm sure there's a plan in place for when when the walking weapon finally comes back to the ring. So absolutely, and I think that you'll probably see like 
progress videos of him in 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 rehab and all that kind of stuff um just to kind of hype people back up to see josh alexander back in impact and impact does a good job with that stuff they're not a big company per se like like wwe but their video team and and that stuff they do behind the scenes to help build some of the video package they do are really innovative they do a great job with that so they could they could tell a really good story of josh's comeback yeah and if it's done right i mean you're just going to continue to build your viewership so um i like this guy a lot dan dan housen uh he uh obviously got injured we talked about that a few weeks ago um hope he's doing well in his recovery but uh a lot of people are calling him injury prone um this wasn't his first injury but he had a comment to the people that called him injury prone. He, he called him very stupid and very dumb. Um, I, I, I don't know if I'm kind of neutral on it because you see it happen in sports all the time. If you are injury prone, you're just injury prone. So uh, you see it all the time, especially with running backs in the NFL. Um, it, it happens, and it, and either you have the body build to withstand and continue on to the next week, or you're injured and you're out f- for the rest of the season. And it's just like that with wrestling. If, if you're injury-prone, you're going to see the guy continuously go out. So I hope he proves this wrong. I hope this is his last injury uh, indefinitely or, or for a while, you know. Because I'd like to see him come back and be stronger than ever. But usually nine times out of ten, injury rears its ugly face, and uh, especially if it's a bad one. He probably wouldn't want to hear this, but Dan Housen could wrestle less than ten times a year and still be worth what they pay him just as a character. Yeah. Uh, they can find so many other things to do with him besides put him in the ring, put him in harm's way. They can essentially bubble wrap him if they have to. If they want him to still work in the ring make him a manager type. I think he would be a brilliant manager as a kooky eccentric. Uh, he would be totally off the wall and different. You know, most managers, my guy is going to do this, blah, 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 blah. If he would be like the Dan Housen character as a manager, I mean, it would just be just straight up comedy every single time. And, right. you know, especially if he's talking for his tough guys, you know, the tough teams and somebody like Wardlow or something like that, you know, where it's going to be a real odd couple mix. That to me is his value is is a comedy character, and I know yeah. some of the you know the 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 po- folks in the cult of Cornette don't want to hear about the comedy thing, but you know the truth is there's an awful lot of it in wrestling now. And Danhausen and and a couple other guys, Orange Cassidy, guys like that, do it really well, you know, yeah. and they add to the show with it. Danhausen doesn't have to wrestle, and he doesn't have to keep getting hurt to entertain us. He can do that all just by being Danhausen. Yeah, and you could take him and essentially make him Orange Cassidy's manager instead of his mm-hmm. tag team partner. And Orange Cassidy is the international champion. So literally, instead of taking multiple bumps a night in a match, he could literally just go out, do one move behind the referee's back, set Orange Cassidy up for the win, and that would be it. You wouldn't have to have these strenuous matches on his body um his character sells alone like he he's probably one of the best characters in wrestling right now and i would argue oranges too so the combination yeah. would be yeah. you know and that's that's a guy that and not to go on a tangent but 
never in my life have I been more wrong about a wrestler than Orange Cassidy. Uh, I, and I'm not afraid to ashamed or uh, afraid to tell people I was dead wrong. The more that I've watched that guy, the more I'm like, he gets it. There's something about him. He just gets it. You know, he gets the how to get the people, you know, whether right. anybody likes it or not, he does. I mean, it, you know, you go, oh, it's stupid. Well, the kids like stupid stuff, I guess, because the kids love him. The younger fans love him. And that's right. what you want, you know. So, hey, more power to both of them to keep you doing either got thing. it or you don't. And he's got right. it. Right. All right. We've reached the time. We're going to talk about the draft. Um, not the NFL draft, even though it was pretty good. Aaron Rodgers ended up on smack. Oh, no. Sorry. <laughs> again, running together again. That was the other thing. I got bombarded with the Aaron Rodgers trade, too, this week. And that was all. That's been a big soap Crazy. opera circus. Yeah. So, yeah, that and then the draft. The draft was actually calm in comparison to what was going on in the league this week. So, uh, and, and I loved it. I, I don't know about you. Uh, before we get into the specifics of it, I'll say just overall, uh, I don't normally cover SmackDown, as you know, one of our other writers does. Um, and and I had to fill in this week, which I, I didn't mind because I just loved the show. I just I had so much fun. I thought that was one of the best drafts, first nights of the WWE draft ever. I love seeing the legends, and had a great just had a great time for those two hours Friday night. I know we're all supposed to bitch about everything we watch on wrestling now. I didn't really have a lot of complaints about that show. Could it maybe a couple different matches I would have rather seen on that show? Yeah. But I mean, what do you, you know, you're, you're picking nits at that point. So, you yeah. know, I, I liked that show, but anyway, you want to get down to the nitty and the gritty. So yeah, overall as a whole, it was a great show. Um, so I'm going to go through it by round because there were four rounds on SmackDown. Our first round, we had SmackDown selecting Paul Heyman, Solo Sokoa and Roman Reigns. So, I mean, they were really they they were on both brands anyway so i mean this is basically just keeping them on smackdown and i think fox had a big deal with that just keeping those guys but you will notice that they didn't select the usos so interesting thoughts well it's it's nice to know you're a really big star when they have to take your entourage with you anywhere you go and and so roman roman was the true number 1 overall yeah. pick but, but you know, obviously, Paul Heyman's going to go with him. And, and the fact that Solo was thrown into that deal without the Usos is really peculiar, especially since that's their little brother. You yeah. know, so uh, it, it's just it, the dynamic right now is another thing. And I wrote about this in the coverage, just another layer of this storyline. And, and it's that's now you see the bloodline story so big that normally you would say, oh, this happened at the draft. And and now what's going to happen with the bloodline? It's it's different now. It's like the bloodline story is so big, it's bigger than the draft. The draft is just a piece of their story now, right. you know. And that's how big this angle is, and how much how much longer it could go because everything that happens now in WWE, it seems like revolved. There's at least some connection, some sidebar to it, and that was brilliant. That was yeah. a brilliant move. What they did to say, okay, we're going to take the bloodline, but not all of them. Right. I think this is huge for Solo Sokoa as well. Oh, yes. Um, he in, sandwiched in between Paul Heyman and Roman Reigns. It's only going to boost him. I think this is a, a great deal for him. Um, he doesn't have the name power, per se, as the Usos. He's kind of like that little brother um, that just kind of tagged along. But now this is going to be 
his time to stand out. And I think that Roman's just going to help boost him even more, as well as Paul Heyman. He's going to be that guy that takes it and takes it, and, and, and we don't hear from him much. And when he finally turns babyface, he gets tired of it. He's fed up, and he turns babyface, and he starts talking about all the crappies that with the people. That's that's his that's his big springboard. That's his rock turning heel moment or Austin, you know, three sixteen moment. When he finally goes babyface, and they should wait a long time. The people will explode from it because in the ring he is just amazing he is dynamite in the ring yeah. and and then on top of it the character is so awesome and intimidating he could be that dominant to me he is and not to not just because they're both samoan but he could be a samoa joe type oh yeah number I one say that. franchise yeah. guy yep i i i totally got the connection there like he is a guy that you could push to the moon um, that nuclear warhead when yeah. he comes walking out to the ring, you know. By the yeah. way, if anybody's on watching the show and they say, "Blame my wife for this," these are her peanut butter bars, and I can't resist. I keep breaking off pieces of them, like, and I'm like trying to be conspicuous, and it's like, yeah. So anyway, go ahead and talk, Joel. Is that the show sponsor this week? Peanut butter bars. Peanut butter in general is the yeah, any any peanut butter company that would like to sponsor. Jif, Peter Pan, even that, uh, even the kind, even the kind in the store that just says peanut butter on it. If yeah, they'd like, like to send us a check. The the uh, what would they call it? The government issued peanut butter, right? That- <laughs> Which I don't know if anybody knows, but it's it's pretty much like plaster when you try to, if you've ever <laughs> seen it before. It's it's called. That's yeah. I think I think I just I think I just gave away some uh, some secrets about my background. Yeah, I've had that government peanut butter before. It's like caulk. <laughs> it is. It's like it's like paste. So it is. Um, then Ross selected Cody Rhodes. So uh, I guess we're not going to see the the title match that we wanted to see, uh, unless they do it on a pay per view. Um, Cody Rhodes, huge name. Raw. I mean, you're splitting the arguably the two biggest names in the company right there with Roman Reigns and Cody. Um, then SmackDown selects Raw Women's Champion. Bianca Belair, very, very interesting. Selecting the opposite brands champion to be on your show. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, she's going to have to defend it, and are, so you're just going to. That that's always been an interesting thing to me after these drafts. Like, how are you going to defend the opposing brands championship on your show? But they. They've made it interesting throughout the years. What are, what's your take on that? I, I just figured they'd swap colors on the belt. I mean, I just figured she'd become the Raw champion, and and is it Rhea will become the? I mean, I'm sorry, she'll become the um, SmackDown champion, and Rhea will move to Raw, right? I mean, isn't that? I almost said Charlotte because I'm so used to her having a title, you know, every five seconds. Um, uh, so I would just assume they'd switch unless there's some. They're going to try to do some confrontation like they did with with Becky and Charlotte when they did the throwing down the belt or whatever, or the swapping the belts thing like that. I have no idea. Honestly, I, I, you know, again, I said, I enjoyed the draft. I'm not a fan of the brand split or having two champions. I never have been. Um, what I, I think they've done. I thought they did a great job managing that and telling that story Friday, especially with the new title being part of it. Um, but I agree with you. It's like this thing with switching champions, how many times have we seen the Intercontinental and U.S. champions switch 
right. for no reason. For no reason, they're they're basically just consolation prizes anyway. So what difference does it make what brand they are, unless there's just a specific reason you want the guy who's wearing it to be on Raw or whatever? Right. I don't get it, you know. And, and I don't have a good answer because I don't I don't see why it's necessary, except it's just to get people talking, I guess. Yeah, change for the sake of change. Yep, seeing a red title on a blue brand. Yep. Uh, Raw selects Becky Lynch. That closed out the first round. Solid pick by Raw. Uh, round two. SmackDown selects the Street Profits. Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins. A lot like of people that. thought that was going to be a split pick. Yeah. I'm glad they kept them together. I like those two together. Very entertaining. I like the, the solo cups and all that kind of stuff. Um, Raw selects Imperium. The entire group. So... I, yeah, I would agree. It's probably not the right time to split those guys. You got to keep them together. Um, but that's a huge grab for uh, Raw, getting your getting the Intercontinental Champion to go with the group. Uh, SmackDown selects WWE Hall of Famer. Why didn't it put it down there? Would that be um, Ray? Ray Mysterio. Yeah, yeah. I thought that's when it, it didn't. Put it on yeah, I thought that was about the time he went. <laughs> I couldn't yeah. remember. I'm, I'm pacing the show in my head right now from yeah. where you're going. Uh, and then uh, Raw selects Matt Riddle. Big pickup uh, for both brands in that round. Um, I'd say, if you want my honest opinion, Raw won the second round uh, as far as their picks go. Getting the Intercontinental Champion and Matt Riddle, it's huge. Round three. Uh, SmackDown selects Bobby Lashley. Um, I I hope they they do more with him. I'm just gonna say that you could have a potential. He he's a star, man. He's a superstar. Look at the guy. Look at the guy. You, We've been saying this for 15 years, Joel. He's never yeah. gonna. He's never gonna be the guy. And not that I. God, I love Bobby, and I. He's he's one of those guys that you would think you would have made the friend. He's the guy that they they should have made Goldberg, because he yes. can actually work and work longer matches. He should have dominated like Goldberg did and been that kind of star and that and built him as this super athlete like NFL first round as we just had a draft number one overall blue chip guy. That's what Bobby Lashley is. He shouldn't have had to talk. He shouldn't have had to do any angles with his right. sisters and all that stupid stuff. They, you know, the Trump thing I know was supposed to help elevate him. I don't think it ever really did. You know, he just, he's just a career and that's probably a future column someday when he starts to wrap it up. It, it's just a, 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 it's like a, it's like a question that's unresolved. When is Bobby Lashley going to finally become a mega star? And, while he's had a great career, he's definitely a Hall of Famer. He's a terrific guy. He's just not ever, he's never been at that Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, John Cena level. But he should have been. He should have been. 100%. He's like 45 wasted, now. Wasted talent. You know, I'm sure he's got to be mid-40s because I'm almost 50 and he's not that much younger than me. So he's not got a whole lot of time left. So, I mean, this waiting for him to become a star... I mean, we can do that till the cows come home because yeah. it's, it's not going to happen. I mean, the star—he's a star. Don't get me wrong, but not the level that we all thought he was going to be. 
Right. Another guy that could have easily ran your company, just like a Roman Reigns, Ross selects Drew McIntyre. Mm-hmm. What another waste of talent. You put the title on him during COVID mania, and where did you go with it? Nowhere. Waste, waste of talent. These big, huge names. And I've heard it said before that after John Cena, um, Triple H said that they, they were done pushing names and, and more so going to push the brand altogether. But you have to have those names to get your brand over, essentially. But you, you brought up, and this is actually one I have thought about. I'm, I do want to do it at some point, and I thought about it after the Endeavor thing. Think about it like this, and, and I think, you know, fans, I, I don't think realize how strong branding is and, and how much that W means, because you could literally probably take 80% of Raw's roster, everybody under the top 20%, take them all away, and start your whole, a whole other company with all those guys and, and, and leave WWE, you still wouldn't bring down WWE. That's no. how that's how big that company it's how important the letters WWE are. You yes, would people be upset? Absolutely. Would they go away? No. They won't. It's an institution now. Right. And and I, I mean I hate to say that wrestling fans will tell you different, but no, they'll just find other guys and make them look like stars. Because yep. that's what they do. They're the best at it. And, and you know, I mean, I'm sorry. That, that's, and wrestlers don't want to hear that either. But at some point, you have to tell everyone, you know, some of these guys, Drew McIntyre, Bobby Lashley, and all, for whatever reason, the company didn't get behind them. And, and you can see the difference between, you know, if you're a WWE guy and you're just a guy. And, and it's yeah. why AEW, I love them. It's my favorite company to watch. I love WWE. I like them both. But, um, They'll never be WWE, no matter what. You could take all of WWE's wrestlers, Roman included, and yep. start your own company, and you still won't be as valuable as WWE because it's yep. WWE. And that's, you know, again, I, I I wrote the thing a couple weeks ago, Citizens of the World, you know, it, it, it's too late. You know, he, they've taken over because they are so big and so massive that they can throw guys away that are blue chip athletes like Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre because there's a hundred more guys just like them waiting to come yep. down the pike. We saw the end of an era in the NFL. Tom Brady retired for good this time. You think Maybe. people are going to stop watching the NFL? Right. Michael Jordan, when he retired, everybody yep. said, oh, this is the end of the NBA. No, it's not. Because nope. that little logo, that little man in red, white, and blue means even means more than Michael Jordan. Yep. One of the greatest, most LeBron iconic. LeBron James is, is going to retire eventually. Yeah. He doesn't have much more in the tank. People aren't going to stop watching because LeBron James is going to stop playing. Gretzky and hockey. I mean, it, it just, it's like this. It's its like life. Wrestling is like life. It's an assembly line. It just rolls right. on and on and on. And, and these guys, unfortunately, guys like Lashley, guys like McIntyre, they're going to get drafted back and forth to brands for the rest of their career, and it isn't going to make much difference. They're going right. to be in the same spot. Yep. Yep. Uh, SmackDown selects the OC. Well, you should be here. These, these peanut butter. I, I'm, now I'm stealing a I'm page from I'm actually kind of jealous. Uh, now I'm stealing a page from MJF and talking at work, or eating at work while I'm talking. Have you had these pickles? They're great. Now I'm like, have you had these peanut butter cookies? I'm but, actually very jealous right now. Mm-hmm. I'm, glad I, I'm married to a saint, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
SmackDown selects OC, AJ Styles, Luke Gallows, Carl Anderson, and Meechin. Um, it's cool to see uh, that group back together and on uh, SmackDown, I suppose. Uh, Raw selects The Miz. Um, probably would have been a cool pick on the last draft. Uh, mm. I think Miz has lost a lot of his muster. Mm-hmm. And I don't think and I don't think it's on him. I just think it's the way that they're booking him. But um he definitely wasn't the Miz that we were used to before. Uh it's kinda kinda gotten stale in my opinion with him. Yeah, I'm agree with that. I, I think Miz would be I keep saying oh someday he's gonna move on and, and either be an actor or he's gonna become a commentator for WWE. But I'm at the point now where you know, even if Miz becomes a commentator, it's going to be the same crap we've seen. I mean, not that I, I mean, I give Miz credit. He's a Hall of Famer and he, he made it through a lot to get to where, I mean, they made his life hell when he yeah. first got there. For him to persevere the way he has and go on and be a two time world champion, which, you know, I would have lost my house betting on that. You know, yeah. um, <laughs> you know, he's beaten a lot of odds. You got to respect the cat, but. Yeah. You know, at some point, the act gets old, and the constantly being the, the snarky little badass, you know, wise-ass guy, you know, now, like I said, say he retires and does commentary, it's going to be the same shit, you know, for the next 20 years. It's going to be Lawler all over again, the same right. goofy jokes, you know, and, and so... I don't know at this point, you know, I'm kind of at the point that I wouldn't mind seeing, you know, Mike Mazanin go on and do other things with his life. I, I don't have an, an issue with him as Miz, the wrestler, but I think he's ran his course. I, I think yeah. you're right. I think he's he's had his time, and, and he had a great career, but maybe maybe time to move on. Yeah, I agree. And and his name has star power behind it, so he could go Absolutely. on movies and... Uh, host talk he, show he'd be a great yeah. talk show host i mean for a real life talk show host not yeah. a, not a, you know being a silly character where he's I mean, out of character right where he's just himself yeah because he's actually an engaging and really cool guy you know like he's not the nerdy guy that like they portray him as he's actually yeah. kind of a hip dude you know so i mean i think he, he i think it'd be a great role for him the miz show or something like that yeah. you know i'd watch it yeah i think it'd be cool the miz show outside of wrestling not yes. the, the highlight reel, so to speak. Well, they had that show after MASH called After MASH. He could just call his After Miz. There you <laughs> go. And he could have even have the M, the WWE Upside Down logo. I think they'd let him use it. I yeah, think I, I think they would, too. Um, round four, which was the final round on SmackDown. Uh, SmackDown selects Damage Control, Bailey, Dakota Kai, and Neo Sky. Um, I... I like them. I'm kind of neutral on them, though. Like, I I could have seen them go to either brand and not really had an opinion of it. So, I mean, them girls are like the New York Stock Exchange, up, down, up. Now, as soon as I, when they, when they first started, I said, this is terrible. This is the absolute shits. And then they, then they got better. And I thought, wow, this is starting to work. You know, I'm still not sold on Bailey as a heel. I, I never have been. No. I, I know that other people like it. I just every time I see her, I see the little girl with the bubbly guys floating, the waving yeah. arm guys, you know, and uh, that she murdered. By the way, <laughs> um, <laughs> never, never been convicted for murdering the bubble guys or whatever they were. Um, the uh, but the the this act is, pending. the the um, the you know act is just. <sighs> 
it's hard to figure out. One minute you think, hey, they're getting momentum and they're doing well and she's cutting good promos and then it gets kind of confusing and then there was some talk she might be leaving and then they were writing the show like she might be leaving. You know, I don't know what to expect. I, either six months from now they'll be on top of the world or they won't be a, a, a faction at all anymore and nobody will talk about them. And that's right. that they could go one way or the other with these girls. And it's not that they're really doing anything wrong. They're doing their best with the angle. It's just it's been really confusing the way they've been booked. Are they dominant? Are they ass kickers? Or are they are they just kind of middle of the road? You know, right. comedy act. You know, are they roadkill? Yeah, it, it, they, they are they the Viking out. Raiders, right? <laughs> the Viking Raiders. <laughs> Ross Max, uh, Ross Alex Shinsuke Nakamura. Um, I, I think that's another wasted talent that they they've uh, put through the ringer in WWE. The guy could have done leaps and bounds through the whole entire company and they've kind of just spit on his name the entire time um, the nut shot at Wrestlemania that AJ just kind of killed him I and mean, that was the end yeah. of it for him. I mean that heel turn which I thought might be like oh he's going to come out and he's going to be ass kicker you know Shinsuke again didn't go anywhere from there really and then he got back to doing the goofy stuff again right. the silly stuff and, and uh, as no, my friend called uh, or, or as my friend uh, says, he he does. He goes, I don't know if he does a ring interest or an interpretive dance on his way to the ring, but whatever right. that is, it doesn't look like he's ready to fight, you know. And and it is they really l- killed that strong stuff. Like now they're doing these vignettes. I was getting ready to say they popped up with a couple of vignettes of him, you know, where he's training to do the strong style, and they're kind of bringing him back to his roots. Well, man, dude, we've been watching him for how many years? Almost 10 years now. Be somewhat of a clown most of the time. Yeah. You know, now you're trying to make us take him seriously. I, I just don't think that's going to work. I, I think Shinsuke really would be better served to go home and finish out his career in Japan where he started. Yeah. Finish his legacy there. And, you know, and not that I'm saying, hey, don't take the money of WWE. But I am certain if he went back to, like, say, New Japan, they would shower him with yen. I oh, mean, yeah. If you, if you think if you think they rain money down on uh, on Okada, you know what if Shinsuke came back and said, "I want four more matches in Japan, you know, over two years, and then I'm going to retire." Oh my yeah. God, he'd be, you know, that's his swan song. And right? they'd all sell out. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, by the uh, way, I, no, no offense to Okada, that's still my dude. But you know, yeah, great. Still, talent. still the best in the world in my mind. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know, best. In ring talent, yep. In the world. For the last seven, eight years, maybe yeah. seven years, something like Absolutely. that. Yeah. Uh, SmackDown selects a very interesting NXT Women's Tag Team Champions Isla Dawn and Alba Fire. Wow. Um, I I didn't have a hundred percent certainty on this, but I I had an inkling that they were going to start doing this where they were bringing in uh, NXT talent, but I had curveball thrown champions brought to a different brand. Um, And not just the Raw and SmackDown switch, your third brand champions. Um, And those are huge champions right there. Um, how how do you get the belts off of them? How do you defend the titles? Do they have to go back to NXT to defend? Do you have to bring NXT talent to SmackDown to let them defend them? How do, how would, how is this going to work out? 
I, I think it would be really cool, at least with um, maybe... I don't think you want to do anything. I don't know what they want to do with Indy. That's that's a tough situation because she's really on fire right now. She's got a lot of momentum, so having her take a loss is going to be tough. That's They're kind of painted in the corner with that. The tag belt, so I think it'd be really cool to see if two of the girls who have been on the main, the ladies, two of the ladies that have been on the main roster for a while would win those belts and go back to NXT. I don't know which two... I would I would pick, but two of the veterans that are on the yeah. roster win the belts and go back to NXT, and then they kind of replace. So it's it's sort of a trade without it being called a trade. Um, right. I think this is unprecedented. I can't remember a time the NXT champions or any of their champions got drafted onto the main roster. Let alone roster. three of their champions. Their tag team champions and. Right, we've uh, seen them lose and then pop yeah. up on the Raw after Mania or something like that. But yeah, this is really uh, this, and it was great. That really added to the night too, especially with the fact that Shawn Michaels was up there. You yeah. know, the 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 man. You know, the the former heart. I mean, well, still the heartbreak kid, but you know, HBK, the former bad boy, who's now like you know the guy who broke all the rules before. Well, now he's the corporate guy, and now they're breaking the rules. It seems like you know they're turning the tables on him. So you know, yeah. it was there was such a sidebar and a great joke too. By the way, Mark uh, wrote a great column um, Saturday about the NXT showing at the draft and how well the the brand did and and how much more talent is on the way, which I I sincerely hope people check out. But uh, he threw in the column the article this week about the, the little dig uh, Road Dog said about losing your smile. To Shawn Michaels, which I thought was a great little little callback from the past. Like you said, guys, go check that out, realwrestling.com. Uh, and he and you mentioned mauling it, it over, mauling it over every single mauling it over with Mark Mauler. Um, Ross, you you mentioned it. Ross elected Indy Hartwell, the NXT Women's Champion. Um, what a way to close out SmackDown uh, and get people's brains uh, going. Um, like you said, unprecedented. How do you get yourself out of this? Uh, I I can see one right here, right in front of me. Um, Dakota Kai and Io Sky. Those two challenging your NXT uh, tag team champions, and then going back down and separating Bailey from them. Bailey breaks back out into a babyface character. That could work. Um, yeah, I, I like that idea. And then, and then again, you got you're kind of killing two birds with one stone. You kind of deal with this damage control issue that you can always revisit later. You can always get those ladies yeah. back together if you want to down the road. You you get the two new girls onto the roster. You get some veterans down to NXT to work with some of the young talent. I think that's a win all the way around. As far as indie, um, I, I I know a lot of people aren't going to want to hear this because they don't think she's great in the ring or they don't think she's that great of a character. I, I get news for you. You can tell right away the company has big, big plans for her. For whatever reason, they like this girl. And you know what? She's getting better. She's getting better. She had a great. She did a great job in that angle with um, Dexter Loomis, which just to me, it, it, I, I didn't think Johnny Gargano could do comedy, but I actually just to me, I laughed more at that that NXT bit they had when she was trying to date Dexter Loomis, which I thought was. Just brilliant. The index yeah. angle, as many people call it. Um, you know, but she's also grown as a performer all the way around. And, and you know, I think this title run, I don't know what they're going to do, but however they do it, if she's already now main roster, I mean, 
she just won the belt. She's there now. The, to me, she's on a fast track to being one of the biggest stars of their women's division. I yeah, really believe absolutely. that. I just have a gut. I know, you know, a lot of people will, again, will not believe me when I say that, but just look at what they're doing, the way they're positioning her. She's, they've got big plans for her. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and I, I see it as an open door challenge to NXT talent to come out in the main roster to oh, fight be for good. that belt. And then eventually, if she does lose it, it's probably not going to hurt her because they'll bring it back down to NXT. And then she'll go for the one of the main belts on um, on Raw. So what does that do, be? Oh, I'm saying you could do that's a great idea too, Joel, because you could do that for a few weeks. So every week that she's de successfully defending the title is another week. One of your NXT young stars gets to be on the main roster yes. and at least get some TV time and some exposure. So when you do eventually call them up, somebody like like uh, uh, Tiffany Stratton or Nikita Lyons, who are going to, the crowd, the people that haven't seen them before are going to go, wow, who is this? Just because of their look and their style and, you know, they, they're eye-catching. Yeah. You know, I like your idea of having her defend the title, the NXT title on the main roster and it being a goal of the girls on the third brand to go up and get it and bring yeah, it home. And you could do cross-promotion. You can yep. advertise the match. On, I like that. On NXT, you could say, uh, on Monday Night Raw next week, you're going to see... You know, Nikita Lyons go against Indy Hartwell for the uh, NXT Women's Championship. It it opens the door for so many things, as well as the tag team champions. You can have tag teams from NXT come up, fight for those belts. So it just that's that's how I can see it happening. Rather than having them fight for the belts with people that are already on the brands, bring your talent that needs that little bit of name boost up to the main roster and then that way you can connect these three brands a little bit better and let people see that that don't really know nxt that well hey there really is some talent on these brands absolutely and and again you know i'll go back to uh you know not to beat a dead horse but the the column from this weekend that mark did you know he listed some of the names that are still not i mean my goodness we still don't know if we're going to see braun breaker pretty soon you know, at the main roster, that's still in the air. You know, what, what's going to happen with him? We don't know. Uh, you know, just meant, he, he specifically pointed out a lot of the female roster, which several of the main, uh, the big names down there are hurt right now. But I mean, that whole group in NXT, people made fun of that, that new class when they kind of rebooted the system down there and went with the, you know, the crazy acid colors, you know, <laughs> that, um, yeah. that they did, you know, the, the new brand of NXT but there's no denying the talent. It doesn't matter what kind of package it, it was wrapped in. The talent is legit, and we're seeing that now. Th these Absolutely. these young uh, wrestlers are starting to step up, and they're graduating to that next level. They are they are essentially they are uh, waiting for their name to be called by the commissioner. Yeah, to bring it yep. full circle yep. with the NFL, buddy. Yeah, and I and a match that comes to my head right off the top when you say Braun Breaker, Braun Breaker and Gunther. Yeah, for the title, for the Intercontinental title, that would be a huge matchup right there. And the people that know Braun Breaker would love that. I don't think you would see it right off the bat, but you bring him in and and just put him in a squash match, his first match, and just let him come out with a bang. Braun against any of those hosses they got, you know, right. Cross and Drew and uh, Sheamus. I mean, my gosh, you're talking yeah. about Lashley. Oh my God, that's a 
Yeah. That's a match and a half oh, right there. Breaker versus Lashley. Yeah. You could put that on a on a uh, a one of the big four pay per views. Yeah. Survivor Series. Yeah. Braun Breaker versus Lashley. That could huge. that yeah that's it that's an intercontinental title match you put on one of the shows where Roman's not defending the belt or you know you don't have a world title match you know that that could be a main event on one of their your smaller you know premium events so I, yeah. I mean you know again just going back to the the column is I I even as I was going through editing it was like wow there there are a lot more names than even I realized I mean WWE's in a good spot you know I, I mean. You know, I, I'll say it. They, they, they're always good at restacking talent then, yep. now, and forever. I mean, that's just the way they, they've done it. Yep. <laughs> and, yeah, and they've got everybody together right now because yeah. they are they are kicking some ass when it comes to developing talent. They've already got a great main roster. they got more really, really good talent on the way. Yes, they do. Um, I completely agree. Uh, another cool thing that they implemented into this draft is they kind of made it a little bit more – like the NFL draft where they had the next day as well. And mm -hmm. um, they did it on the SmackDown lowdown. They had some picks. Um, and I'll, I'll just run through these real quick as we're running, winding down here. Uh, Raw selected Eric Ivar uh, Valhalla, the Viking Raiders. Um, that's their new name, if people didn't know. Dexter Loomis, Candice LeRae, Machi, and Mansoor, Maxine Dupree, Zoe Stark, J.D. McDonough, wow, Apollo Crews, Natalia, Sonia Deville, and Chelsea Grin. So you are seeing some call-ups from NXT in these um, draft picks. I would call it the the, the afterflow draft picks because you're going to see some more on Raw. But um, it's very, very interesting to see some of these names on here. Especially JD McDonough, uh, Chelsea Green as well. SmackDown uh, selected Top Dollar, Ashanti, The Adonis, B Fab, so Hit Row, and uh, Lacey Evans, uh, which leaves some big free agent names as uh, Omos, Mustafa Ali, and Dolph Ziggler. Huge uh, free agents there. Um, so as as I read those off, do you have any opinions on, on some of the names that uh, were selected on the afterflow? Um, I'm honestly, I'm more, and by the way, this is the, the afterflow draft picks. It's kind of like um, where I was on Saturday with where I'm trying to figure out who the offensive lineman from Ticonderoga state is, you know, in the sixth round. <laughs> uh, Cause if you're, if you're drafting Lacey Evans, you know, it's like, you're really throwing a hail mary pass there, hoping to come up with a star, you know, right. or hit row. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, but you know, no, I mean, and obviously it's because these names have to be slotted, and fans want to know where where they're going to be. Um, but again, out of those later picks, you know, when I hear names like Zoe Stark or JD JD McDonough, yeah. that I'm more excited about hearing those kind of names mentioned right. than the people that have been around the roster. Because again, we as we mentioned earlier. How many times have these people been drafted back and forth or had a heel change or baby face turn or whatever? And they're, you know, they're the same, you know, they're in the same spot they've always been. So uh, to me, the the youth movement is is what I, uh, you know, I guess to me, what I'm hoping is when we look back at this draft, we call this that was that was the year NXT, you know, 
dominated the draft. Or we we ref- reference how this was kind of the draft that belonged to NXT, right? And you know, because it that means that it's a, it was the time that a lot of really good new talent came on board at the same time. Right. And, and I, I like how you related it to the NFL draft. A uh, big name that comes to my head right now is Rashad White, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He took the starting role from Leonard Fournette. I mean, and the guy was like, a, I believe, a sixth rounder. Uh, mm-hmm. So Tom, Tom Brady was a sixth rounder. So it doesn't, I mean, you can't really. Um, Brock Purdy was Mr. Irrelevant. And yeah, he was the last away pick from in the draft. So, yeah. I mean, that's what you hope for when you when you have like uh, JD McDonough and a Zoe Starks. Those are the type of names where you're hoping like, you know, they might not be well known. They might not be uh, big names in, in, in as far as athletes, but we see this little glimpse of what could be. So we're going to take our chances on them, and you never know. You could have huge stars uh, from these afterflow picks so I, I think that um i think zoe has a chance i think first of all i think she's a tremendous athlete um but you like you said these are those picks now some of these nxt kids like like say a jd mcdonough we don't know he might be the lightning in the bottle guy and you know we didn't think a couple years ago or a few years ago that sammy Zayn would be a guy we would want we would be hoping would win the title at wrestlemania you yeah. know so you never know who's going to be the guy. You never know who's going to be the Tom Brady of your WWE draft. But the good news is yep. you've got a little control over how much success they have. You yeah. know, it's a little different than football. You know, there's no coin flips in wrestling. Everybody knows that, you know, it's it's heads on both sides. You know, right. so, I mean, you, the fix is in, yes, in, in wrestling. So the one good thing about it is when you draft a guy, you can set him up to be a blue chipper and a, and a five-star guy right. so you never know it could be a it could be somebody like that it could be down the road uh, a guy that's on the roster uh, down there like a, a dragon off Ilya dragon you know who i think could be a star he doesn't necessarily look like a guy that's gonna be a household name but you never know just that one spark that one that one sammy zane moment that all of a sudden you're a household name so right. you know these the, hey it doesn't happen until you get to the main roster I mean, right. nobody's become a, a mega star in NXT. You have to be on Raw and, and typically now SmackDown to become yeah. the upper echelon of WWE. So now they got a shot. Now they got a shot. Now they just got to make something happen to get noticed. Yep. And uh, the cards are all there on the table. It's absolutely it's how you play them. Um, one thing I will end with that surprised me a lot is the free agent names, Omos. Probably the biggest name on that list of free agents. Um, I would expect to see him drafted tomorrow on Raw as as we re- record this. But when the show goes out um, tonight, uh, I would expect him to see to see him drafted. Maybe not on Raw, but the dra- the Raw draft. So. And what about L.A. Knight? L.A. Knight. I mean, he wasn't on the on their list that was here, but yeah, that's another big name that. There's tons and tons of talent that's still there that's yet to be drafted. Um, and, yeah, like you said, LA Knight is a huge, huge name. Could be, could run a company on that guy. If he went to MLW, he'd be the guy. You know what I'm saying? So what are, what's going to happen? It's, it's going to be an interesting draft to come, and I guess uh, we'll see what, 
pans out here in the next coming days. So it'll be a fun uh, week. It, it should be again. We're you know we're programmed to try to find all the negatives about pro wrestling, and you and I tend to find a lot more silver linings and things. I think which which right. I hope doesn't bore people, but. Uh, I'm enjoying what we're seeing. I've, I've enjoyed a little bit of a lull, a little downtime after Mania, and I think there was kind of a WrestleMania hangover for everyone. But they, they're picking it up, and, and I'm excited to see what they do going forward uh, after the draft. Same. I, I think business is booming right now with this draft. Mm -hmm. So um, if you guys like this, uh, the roundup, make sure to join us here every week. We drop the show on Mondays. Um, it time varies just based on editing and how long that takes, uh, but it's usually around uh, 2 p.m. Uh, in the UK, which is about 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central. So be on the lookout for that every week. Uh, we have our shows on Wednesday, the Real Wrestling Podcast. Make sure to check out that uh, that show. Like, comment, rate, share, subscribe. It helps us out greatly guys it, it, it really does it helps boost us on the algorithm but uh for now with joel and ryan this has been the real wrestling roundup we'll see you guys next week i'm just keeping the real homie i'm just keeping the real yeah 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 Keeping it real, homie. I'm just keeping it real. And this has been us keeping it real on the Real Wrestling Podcast.